0: 5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the p In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates.
1: Who's gone? few coaches across the and plain. Let it go here. A little eagle
2: well,
1: Crank it up. Just
2: the other day
1: when they said you were Monday in uh, college football. Hey, but a big weekend for ECU. Huge crowd. I think probably the biggest crowd since one of those NC State games to wrap up the year at uh, home in uh, November many, many moons ago. You probably go back to the 1990s to get a crowd in there that big. But it was an Intuit crowd. It was a big crowd. Looked great on television. Uh, Went back and watched the game yesterday in its entirety uh, on – the recording off of ABC and it was great it was great i you know pirates were were in it just enough to kind of keep it interesting the whole time but cincinnati's a great team man that's a great defense that's first round guys in the nfl on defense uh their special teams execution blocking three kicks essentially was awesome and uh, i'll tell you this uh i <sighs> You, you saw it in person. Uh, Phil, Philip the Ref Pilkington, producing all week, ladies and gentlemen, by the way. It's great to have the, uh, the ref in the, uh, in the hizzle. You saw him in person, right, Philip? Yep, I was there. You're kind of what I, I, I consider you to be a pretty uh, smarter than the average fan, if that makes any sense, right? You're a pretty observant guy. I
3: appreciate that.
1: You've seen a lot of quarterbacks play NFL college football in person, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. You, you've seen a lot of great calling games as the ref, great quarterbacks. I think Desmond Ritter uh, is, and I know there's, you know, the Heisman, whatever. But, I mean, Desmond Ritter, to me, is about as good as anybody in the country at what he does. If you're talking leadership, if you're talking dual threat, headiness, throws a good ball. I mean, all we've heard, and rightfully so, about McMillan all season, and he, he threw one on him. You know. So, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Uh, did what were? You, but I guess I, what was your assessment of Ritter, of Ritter?
3: Oh yeah, he's a heck of an athlete and a really good quarterback. What I really liked about him, and we uh, believe it was in the second quarter. This showed there was a play where it broke down. It was third and long. He scrambled out to the right. And he kept his eyes down the field and was able to throw the ball for the completion and the first down. A lot of times uh, college quarterbacks, you know, once they've had to scramble, they have that mindset of, oh, I'm scrambling, my throwing ability on this play is is done, let me go run the football now. But he does a great job keeping his eyes down the field. His receivers do a great job of getting open when the play's extended and uh, he makes things happen.
1: He does, and look, uh, you know, we can have the discussion. Are they ranked this? They, rank, I do know this. Their defense, outside of Georgia, I think their defense is the best in the country.
3: Maybe you could throw Iowa over them because Iowa's got one heck of a defense. But uh, I would definitely put them top three for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I well, I'm just I think right, but they're right behind Georgia, which gives them a chance in the college football playoff. Doesn't mean they're going to win a game. Doesn't mean they're going to do, but it gives them a chance, in my opinion. Uh, but the Pirates played well, seven-win season. They're going bowling, and this is what uh, John Gilbert had to say about the Pirates. Well, this is actually, uh, I've got this, Philip. This is what Mike Houston had to say about the Pirates going bowling.
4: This past off-season, um, you know, that was, you know, our big goal was, you know, getting the program back into the postseason, getting them back into a bowl game. Uh, and so to have that uh, become a reality today, with accepting the bowl bid for the military bowl, uh, it's a great day, and the kids are excited. Um, we talked about just you know everything that we've done to get here. Um, I'm, I'm proud of the season that they've put together, um, and the military bowl is one of the you know one of the top bowls on the on the whole schedule. And you know so we're excited for December 27th. Uh, you know I'm, I'll be excited just for the the trip up there to Washington and uh, and you know we're playing in a stadium that we've had a, a pretty good, uh, pretty good luck this year. So, uh, you know, we'd, we'd take a 54-yarder walk off uh, on December 27th, also.
1: And this is John Gilbert's thoughts on going back to well,
5: a bowl. I think back uh, to the beginning of the year when you start off 0 and 2, and you go into the fourth quarter of Marshall behind, and what this team and coaching staff and support staff have overcome s- since that time to to get bowl eligible. Uh, I just am really happy, you, you know, to to see the, the student-athletes today when Coach Houston and I told the team uh, to see their look on their face. It, it just was so meaningful for me.
1: So that's uh, some cool stuff right there. Uh, you know, I think that is, uh, that's the big news, you know, around Pirate Nation, a to-be-determined opponent, Virginia Tech. Now, look. Yeah, I know. I saw the same kind of tweet. Weird, weird source it came from. Is it a is it a troll tweeting it? What is it? You know, is it a is it a parody account? What what the hell's going on? That Mike Houston's going to go to Virginia Tech and all that. So look, privy to you a little bit of information here. I know ECU's administration is working feverishly to get uh, Mike Houston a raise, which is deserved to get his assistance. A higher on a higher pay scale, which is deserved. I mean, last week, John Gilbert told us in studio that Houston and the staff are the lowest paid in the AAC. I mean, that's the AD saying that. So they know what the deal is here. I, as of yesterday afternoon, it had been told to me, and I'm not banking my reputation on this source, but there had been no contact with Houston and, and anybody from Blacksburg. Again, that was told to me. I didn't seek it out. That was, News delivered to me. Uh, whether that's the case or not, I, I won't vouch my reputation on it. But, you know, technically they would be dealing with agents here and ADs would contact ADs out of out of courtesy. And and, I, and it's not my, at least as of midday today, it was my understanding none of that had, had happened. You know, things could have changed. But I do know this. Mike Houston, we, we don't have a Houston huddle tomorrow. Coach Houston's out recruiting. But we're going to have one on Thursday to wrap up the season. If this guy were going to Virginia Tech, I don't he, I don't think he'd be coming on the radio with us on Thursday. Well, you might say, well, he could cancel with you, Patrick, or he could tell you you're not going to talk about this or blah, blah, blah. And that may happen. I'm not a soothsayer. I can't tell you what's going to happen in the future. But I also know this. Coming up on the 3rd, we're doing our IBX Media Radiothon again at Great Harvest, you know, where we get uh, donations for – Toys uh, for kids and uh, coats for kids and that sort of thing is a big success last year. Tons of money. And, uh, you know, 1037, our sister station talk, 1037 is going to be there all day. 107.9 is going to be there all day. And uh, Mike Houston's coming by that. So, I mean, Philip, you know, I, I'm a simple man, I kind of deal in logic. If you were getting ready to take another gig, would you be doing any extracurricular stuff in the community? Would you be coming on the flagship radio show where you have no financial tie or obligation to you, just come on the show? Would you, would you do any of that extracurricular stuff if you were in actively engaged with another employer, potentially? I
3: would not schedule anything new, but had I already made a commitment and then started talking to somebody... I wouldn't cancel because then, right. you right. know, everybody's going to start
1: asking why. But, I mean, it's a, it's a yes or no question, though. Had had this thing been, it's happening in the next 24 hours, which would mean today, and this thing for Thursday was booked today and his confirmation for the Radiothon was today, he wouldn't be doing any of that, logically, right? Correct. Okay. I'll let you, my brilliant audience, the top audience in Greenville Sports Radio and the 5 o'clock hour for that matter. Uh, make the deduction of using your logic and critical thinking where, where that report is doesn't mean that down the road, there's not going to be any validity to it, but I, I, I don't think there's any, I, I think that was a, a bogus ha thing, or at least it's not a credible report and not a lot of people ran with it. I mean, the usual suspects kind of ran with it, but nobody really ran with it.
3: I do but say, again, for, oh, yeah. good. I would say for of, down the road though. We have learned. Hopefully we learn from other people's mistakes. If you don't pay a coach what he's worth, he's going to leave. Ask Oklahoma fans.
1: Well, again, there is an active situation now to, to work on that and get Coach Houston squared away, as far as I know, and to get the assistant squared away. So, I mean, that's, that's a big part of all this. That's a big part of all this. Uh, always anonymous uh, text lines. What bowl game is the Wolfpack going to? Uh, I don't know yet. You know, I think some of that's going to be determined for whatever reason out of the ACC championship game, and they're not going ahead and committing to anything. You know, it looks like with the military bowl, there is Virginia Tech. Uh, Louisville's a possibility. Um, some others. I, look, I just I just don't want the Wolfpack to, to rush the field for – I mean, did you see that this weekend? They, I mean, look—it was a heck of a comeback by the by the pack. And if I'm ever rooting for NC State, it's when they pe- play the baby blue. But I will tell you this: You're ranked in the top 20 or whatever it is. You beat a 500 team, and I get it's your rival, but you rush the field. Come on, man.
3: I agree with you. And our guy Casey said it best. He said, "That is why State will always be little brother to Carolina, because the fact that well, they were favored I, by whatever I, it was. Why? I, do you, why would I'm you not, rush the field when you're favored? You rush the field I, when you pull off an upset.
1: I just thought it was it was cheesy, and then all the State fans are coming at me. And uh, look, I'll tell you this. And then did you see the dope that broke his leg jumping off the, into the field. I mean, it's just."
3: And he claims it was totally worth it. Dude, was it really worth it? I mean, it was worth it maybe for the win, but the fact right. that you rushed the field when you beat a team who's 6-5 and five and you're number 20 well, and in the it country?
1: Well, was, it was such a paltry rushing of the field on TV. I, I think eventually it ended up, you know, it gained some momentum, but it just looked kind of paltry on TV. I, look, I'm just having fun with my Wolfpack Nation friends. I'm I'm actually – I thought it was a hell of a win. It was a great way to cap the season for State. I, Look, states had a great year. I mean, I, I I don't want to admit that. I hate to admit that, but they've had a really good year. Had a really good year.
3: I don't like to admit states have a good year, but they had a better year than Carolina, and that's all that matters. Whew.
1: Well, that's true too. Well, it's n- truer words have never been spoken. So uh, you brought up uh, Oklahoma. You know, I don't think this had anything to do with money, because I mean, I, Oklahoma was probably paying uh, was probably paying uh, good money. I would think the Lincoln Riley and they, and they could have paid better money if they, if they wanted to To like, I, I don't think this was about money. I think this was about not wanting any parts of the sec. I, I just, I you, you look Oklahoma is the class of the big 12, even though this is not their year to be in the championship, but that's the class of the big 12 year in and year out. Who do you have to go through in the, on the West coast, Oregon, and, I mean, who knows if Crystal Cristobal's going to stay now? Because, I mean, LSU's talking about throwing around some big money. Did you hear who made a comment on the hiring of Lincoln Riley? Did you hear this, Philip? No, I did not. None other than the juice himself. OJ looking for the real killer Simpson. In any event, we just got some news that my school
6: has finally gone out and hired a real head coach, somebody who has run
1: a successful program, Lincoln Riley. God bless USC. We might be back. Killer take, OJ. Got to if I'm Lincoln Riley, I don't want that guy to even know I exist. Do you? No. <laughs> He's so – such a dope. That's the problem with He's either one d- of
3: those schools in L.A. Is they've always got weird alumni that say dumb things. Bill Walton. Well, I, this
1: is game. not a weird alumni. This is like a, a, a you know a, a potentially dangerous alumni. That's what too. that is. <laughs> Everybody's got weird alumni and fans. Everybody does. Uh, hey, great win for the Pirates on Saturday. You know, tough game. Coppin State played out of their gourd. And that was a uh, that was that was a gutsy little win by ECU. Got old Dominion tomorrow night. We're going to give you four tickets to the game going to break here. Real quick, just want to mention because we're going to get Jim Zoki on, and obviously the Panthers stunk yesterday. And the big news out of the Panthers thing is not Cam Newton stinks. That's not a headline. I mean, I told you this what a, about a week and a half ago when Philip was in producing the show and we talked about it. I'm here for this because this is this has turned out exactly like I thought it was going to turn out. And I was here for Cam Newton with the Camthers, as you call them, Philip. I like that. Uh, look, this is was either going to go spectacularly well and be the comeback of all ages, and he was going to lead the Panthers to a playoff berth as maybe the seventh seed, and it would just be a feel-good story, or it was going to be the flaming trash dumpster fire that it is. And we all knew it would be. If we're being honest with ourselves and, and I'm here for both of it because I'm now waiting for the meltdown because the news they got this afternoon is a much worse blow dealt to this team than anything involving cam Newton. And that is that Christian McCaffrey is done for the season because of this ankle injury, that to me is a bigger story than, you know, the, the owner, idiotically committing $10 million to a guy that was sitting on the couch eating cereal two weeks ago. That's the biggest story to me. Uh, so we'll get Zoki on about that in a few minutes. I also want to make a quick mention. Uh, look, David Cutcliffe at Duke, and it was probably time for him to go. But, I mean, if you're talking about, like, gentlemen, great human beings, and, I, you know, I, I got to know Cut a little bit working up in Raleigh. It was just really, really – He's really a good guy, and I, and I hate the fact that he's gone, uh, but I think it was time at Duke. And I don't know what's going to happen there. That is a tough, tough job. I think when you look back at what he did with Duke football, especially in that little seven-year period where they went to bowl games, they won three of them, that, he got to the ACC championship. He worked miracles at Duke. And you know what they did, Philip? You, you kind of know this because you pay a little bit of attention to Duke. They actually put money into the program. And they kind of have ceased doing that. And that's why they've fallen back. You've got to keep putting money into this thing if you're going to remain competitive. I mean, Wake Forest has done it. They got the best facilities of anybody in the ACC. They're right up there with everybody else because they've invested in their program. And they're going to the ACC champion. Doesn't mean they'll sustain it because it's an arms race and every year's a, a tough deal. But Duke did that when Cutcliffe first got there. He had a great game plan. But David Cutcliffe's a hell of a guy and a true gentleman. And uh, I hate to see the fact that it ended like it did. But, look, none of these things really end ever as you want them to end, do they? Uh, what caller do you want to take? Five? Let's do that. 252-561-GAME. Two, five, two, five, 252-561-4263. Two, five, two, five, caller five into the uh, live line, and you'll win a four-pack of tickets to tomorrow night's ECU-ODU game. Four tickets, absolutely free. They're on us. Hope you'll make it out to the arena tomorrow night for a 7 o'clock tip. When we come back, Panthers. And uh, where the franchise goes from here. A lot of questions on this Monday surrounding the Carolina Panthers. Jim Zoki will get posed some of those questions next.
0: And. Pirates. Hey there, Panthers. Good, baby. Very good. The P-Man. Uh, this is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates.
6: Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville & Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs, whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Robux Staffing at 252 364 8700 or find them online at robuxstaffing.com.
7: Dear past, present, and future football watchers, football is back! Just how you remembered it. Tailgates with an ice cold Pepsi in hand? Totally back. That between play sprint to the fridge for more Pepsi is back, baby! <laughs> I really miss this. Anyways, consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first, courtesy of Pepsi. That haircut appointment, your mom told us you look great, so you should probably reschedule. Seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages.
8: It's been so long.
7: Nope, sorry, Susan, not if it's on Sunday. Long story short, after the year we've all had, we think you could use a little football watching. So crack open a Pepsi and cheer your football watching face off. With love, Pepsi, made for football watching.
3: That's what I like. Hi, this is Billy Parker from Parker's Barbecue. Did you know that we cater? Let us cater your next private event, church gathering, or backyard
9: party. From traditional pick pickings to regular chopped barbecue, Parker's has anything you need. Parker's, where you're always treated like family.
8: This year, US Cellular is making a big deal out of the holidays. You can choose any phone from any brand free. That's right, any phone you see in our store is free and get unlimited data for our best price of the season. Just $30 a month per line with four lines. Feel the locally grown joy from US Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Limited time offer. Terms apply. See USCellular.com for details.
6: Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051 cellular warehouse your local u.s. cellular authorized agent fire threatens everything in its path when it threatens our nation and our communities we respond we bring the fight to the front line. The Army National Guard stands ready to face the dangers of Mother Nature and protect our homes and our neighbors. We will always be there when your community needs us the most. Discover more about all the ways you can serve part-time in your community by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. Tweet at us.
0: You want to see our tweets? That's creeping me out. Follow us on Twitter for breaking sports news and what's going on around the Pirate Nation. We need you guys on Twitter. Twitter. It's 943 the game on Twitter. <laughs>
1: Brett Greenville, winner of the uh, tickets to ECU ODU tomorrow night. Family four pack. Thanks for listening and calling in, Brett. We appreciate it. Have fun at the game tomorrow night. We'll be on the air till 6:30 tomorrow, leading you in. Philip will carry you through the uh, back into that because uh, I got ESPN Plus tomorrow night. Then look, Zoki's got some ESPN Plus too. I mean, it's all the heavies, you know. And uh, lots of lots of big cash involved with that Zoki, as you know. Big cash. (laughs) I got a I got a Winthrop game on Wednesday. I'm doing. Do you really? Okay. Yep. I mean, it's fun. Don't don't get me wrong; it's fun. I enjoy doing it. I'm lucky. I'm the luckiest dude. Happy to be
9: on
1: TV. Uh, Well, I mean, it's a stream, yeah. But that's the thing now. You know, I was people would chuckle people would chuckle at me when I said, "Well, you know, we're doing a stream." of this Team X or Team Y, and they, oh, but now it's that's the way of the future. I was cutting edge 15 years all,
9: ago before, before that's it was right, cutting edge. All the cool cats do the games now.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, the good news, Ben is not A here. radio
9: where I do games. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh,
1: the, the good news is Ben is not here this week. He's, he's out this week. That's uh, the good news. Well, for you, because I think he was ready for – I mean, did you see his tweet? So – I, I, I think
9: I, yeah, I thought he took a shot at the quarterback thing, so I, I was ready for him. But I'm a fa- I, yeah, I'm a fan of Ben. I, I you know we always can we always can handle Ben and talk him back down to earth.
1: Okay, well, but here's the bad part: you've got the ref Philip Pilkington in today producing, and he might be as is oh. uh, he he's he's as boisterous a fan in the stands reportedly as there there is around. So
9: you got a crew. You, you guys got a crew I, over I, well, there.
1: Well, we do. It's it's a motley crew, but it's a crew. And they're my guys, so I got to, you know, I got to take care of them. All right. So, to me, the big – well, just in case you missed it, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, ankle injury, done for the year. Now, legit done for the year, or is there a little technicality with going on the injured reserve and that's why you're done for the year? But, I mean, he's done for the year regardless, right?
9: Well, exactly. I mean, once they designate him for a second time to be on injured reserve, you have to not return from it. So, they knew based on time versus the injury – he wasn't going to be able to come back. I, I think we were all surprised. I was on the Matt Rule Zoom press conference this morning because, uh, you know, they did one after the game and they never really know much afterwards. He said today he's going in for his MRI. We'll find out more. But it sounded like he was trying to get back in the game yesterday and it didn't sound like this serious injury. It sounded like a rolling of an ankle, kind of a tweak, and then this happened. And, uh, as he said, done for the season.
1: So, see, to me, and look, I, 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 what happened with Cam yesterday – a poor performance is not surprising. I don't think anybody would have dreamed it would have been that bad of a performance against that team. More on that in a minute. But to me, the McCaffrey thing is a bigger question going forward. I mean, I, I, look, I, we've had many conversations on this show, on these very airwaves, Jim, where you were like, hey, got to play the guy. He's, we're paying him a ton of money. That's yep. just the issue now. You're paying him a ton of money, and he for two, years, for two seasons, he's not been on the field hardly at all.
9: No, in his first three years, he never left. He played all 16 games the first three years, and then the the, the money happens. And this is the thing with running backs. I mean, it could happen in any position, of course, uh, but uh, with running backs, we're seeing it right now. We got uh, Dalvin Cook got hurt again yesterday. Saquon yeah. Barkley has yeah. been very similar to Christian McCaffrey as far as time missed. And yeah, it would really make you in just in general in terms of just philosophical roster approach. I mean, I would be very much of the. Uh, moving forward, if I was a GM of any of the 32 teams, of thinking, well, this is maybe not the safest way to spend that money. As hard as it would be to part with a great running back like an Alvin Kamara or Zeke Elliott or whoever, you got to think God, just the risk reward of these guys get uh, get dinged up, or you got to really like put them on a pitch count. Uh, seems difficult to uh, to muster.
1: I think the thing that's real frustrating with McCaffrey is, unlike a lot of those other guys, you can do different things with him out of the backfield as far as throwing him the football. So it, it seems like there are other ways to just limit the amount of, of, of punishment that he would take. But this is just, I mean, how many times have we seen it? A guy gets hurt, and then they can never get back to 100%. So I guess my question is for you, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying this season's done, but it sure ain't looking real good. When you go into the offseason, you're trying to figure out where do we go from here? Two years into this coaching staff, new GM, newest GM, the quarterback situation very much in flux. And now the McCaffrey, I mean, right now I, I, the, the future looks a lot more bleak than we might've thought a couple of weeks ago, maybe, or at least full of questions. Yeah.
9: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, so yes, McCaffrey will come back healthy, obviously by next season, but as you said, the, how long we well, he stay healthy, should he be the next great slot wide receiver and, and not maybe use him as a running back very often, at least anyways, but you know, quarterback, left tackle. I mean, we all know these are the big questions every team has to fill and they've got the huge question marks right there. Last week I was doing these shows last two weeks honestly in around the, the Carolinas and wherever else and people were like, "Well, we're we got a quarterback now. Cam is back and he's regenerated and this is the fit." I said, "Well, the nice thing is we've got close to half a season to get a free look at him so to speak. You paying him, I mean, a, a real fair look to see what you got as a player as opposed to guessing on a draft pick or even guessing on Sam Darnold, when he arrived, you could actually watch him play for seven, eight weeks and make a determination. Now we've seen a really good game and a really bad game. So we got a, still five more evaluation games to go, but it uh, does leave that very much in flux right now.
1: Was yesterday Cam Newton just doesn't have this, his fastball anymore, or were, were, did Miami just do something exotic that, just, that created trouble for him all day in your estimation, or is it just one of those days?
9: Now, first of all, Miami does play a, a very different defense that confuses this Amoeba defense. But they'll, truly, sure. at many times, line up 11 guys standing up at the line of scrimmage. And Cam is just you know, new in this offense. So it's not like he's had training camp and three months of football to get ready for all the different things that you have to look at. You know, he's played in the league for 11 years. It was a really different look. And so I think it did confuse him a little bit. Um, and then, you know, when you don't have McCaffrey, you really lose a lot of that zone read opportunity on the ground that we saw them effectively use against Washington, even though it was a loss the week before. So the running game usually helps bail out the passing game as far as opening things up. And we did see, you know, they came after him. He had the 64-yard pass to D.J. Moore, and they scored a touchdown on that drive. So there was that one moment. Uh, But he was was off. Yeah, he was off the mark. Offensive line was no better with P.J. Walker than it was with him. P.J. gets sacked. First time he drops back to throw, he gets a tipped pass interception. So they're, they're, they're all working behind this offensive line that is just suboptimal as far as got to be uh, among the, the worst in the NFL.
1: Um, You know, I I I, I guess I, – I don't know. You, you're very upbeat, Jim. I just – it seems to me that there's just – based on yesterday's performance. My last, my, for...
9: Patrick, my last sentence was an offensive line that might be the worst in the NFL. I <laughs> guess
1: maybe comparatively I'm upbeat, but that's <laughs> – well, you're, you're presenting it, it in such an upbeat wrath. manner. <laughs> it, it, uh, well, I, but, I mean, it, what, what what do we have to – I mean, if you're a Panthers fan, what do you have to look forward to the rest of the season? I mean, what is – are are we are we totally tanking this thing and going to next year? Is there still some hope? What would be your your, your answer to, to Panthers Nation about that?
9: This league is so weak to weak. I don't know the answer, first of all, but the, 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 the reality is for everybody. It's so week to week. Miami lost seven games in a row, seven in a row. They yeah. were one and seven, mm-hmm. and now they've won four in a row. I don't care who you beat, as we see in the league, everybody's hard to beat. So I mean, same roster, same team. Uh, they couldn't they couldn't get rid of Tua fast enough to give away three first round picks quick enough to get uh, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and now like he right. was the second most accurate throw of the football in the league. So the Panthers got a bye week. They get Atlanta on the other side. Two weeks ago, we were talking about our three touchdown win over Arizona. I think it just, uh, it's just it's an up and down league for many teams. You know, some are able to navigate it better than others, but teams like Carolina are very much in that middle part where they're up and down a lot.
1: I know you have to talk and, and deal with Matt rule a lot. And, uh, uh, there's a lot of criticism of him right now coming from uh, the media, which, um, uh, you know, there seemed to be a little hesitancy to do that at certain points, but it's now we've reached that juncture in, in the things. Do you feel like that this, this staff is, um, Needing to maybe reevaluate some things? You
9: know, he was actually asked that on the Zoom. He said as of now he's not planning anything different coming out of the bye week. But he also said, although I don't rule anything off uh, off the table. So as far as this season goes, probably not a lot. But anytime time, um, if it doesn't work out, if they don't turn things around, you've got to make changes. You just can't keep coming back with the same thing. So we'll see. I mean, honestly, we'll see with these five weeks. Uh, bring as far as where we are. This was a second-ranked defense heading into the game. Uh, you know, Joe Brady and the offense have been dealing with the, the offensive line issues with different yeah. quarterbacks in and out. So, you know, is it the coaching? Is it the players? Usually it's a little bit of both. So we'll see. This stuff will, will sort itself out, and they'll make those evaluations once we get to the end. I'm, I'm, I'm To answer your previous question, no, I'm not ready to throw the season away and, and say they can't win a couple more games here and, and have a shot
1: in the expanded playoff field this year. All right, I'm going to let the ref, Philip Pilkington, ask you a question. Here we go. All
3: right, Jim, so I noticed uh, last couple weeks Dante Jackson has been definitely subpar against Waddle and uh, Terry McLaurin. Do you think there's any chance that uh, Gilmore moves out from the slot into that normal corner role? I mean, I loved him in the slot against Atlanta, and I know that is our next opponent because he did a heck of a job shutting down Kyle Pitts. But also, is there a chance, you know, against, uh, I guess, the next team after Atlanta would be Buffalo that he would maybe uh, play against Stephon Diggs as opposed to Dante Jackson?
9: Yeah, you might see it by then, but you're right. Your first uh, part of that was astute, and he really handled Pitts so well, and, and really a lot of teams have struggled against him all season long that you would think he'd come back with that matchup again there. He played 43 snaps yesterday. A lot of people they keep saying, why didn't you play him more? Because the most he's played, 43, and I think they're trying to use him situationally and not just tear him up because he was out you know, most of the season coming off quad surgery last December, um, so I, I think they don't want to get him back out there and re-injure him. So I think he'll you know, come out of the bye week and five weeks to go. You know, maybe those gloves come off where he plays even more than forty-three snaps in a game, but he's playing quite a bit. And uh, I would have to anticipate, though, like you said, as far as that Atlanta game, that matchup with Pitts went so well a couple of weeks ago.
1: Hey, uh, Zoke, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot, uh, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. How was the Zoki Thanksgiving, by the way? I know it was a working Thanksgiving, but how was the Zoki Thanksgiving?
9: It was nice. Thanks for asking. It was at our house. We had about 15 total in in the house there, which is good and bad because I didn't have to travel. But on the other hand, it was a disaster once they left. And um, (laughs) uh, three full dishwasher loads uh, on the back half of that day there. My wife's birthday landed on Thanksgiving Day, so I really took the brunt of the the cleaning responsibilities. I'm not good at cooking, so mm-hmm. uh, I personally took one for the the team of 15. I thought in terms of handling that. I don't want to brag on that. It sounds a little braggadocious, um, but it uh, does. I did. Yeah. I hope you I hope you guys had a good one. Jo- uh, the Johnson family go well.
1: You know, it did. Uh, I, I I thought it could be uh, marred with a little bit of uh, uh, uh who knows, but uh, everything was. I think everybody signed <laughs> a peace treaty that day, and that, it all was good. Um, and look, I got to be. It didn't it, happen. <laughs> here's the key to the Thanksgiving. Be the road team. Right. To me, that's the that's the key to any <laughs> holiday. Be the road team I agree because because you yeah. can terminate it when you want. It's like right.
9: oh, it's two thirty. I just remember I got the thing with the radio in the house and all that.
0: Right.
1: Go. If if something goes sideways, you can you can leave. That's the that's the advantage of being the road at Christmas in laws on uh, the road team. <sighs> honey, we got to go.
9: We, you know, we I mean, I'm the king of the Irish exit. I'm right there with you. <laughs> um. You want to say goodbye because yes. good, goodbye takes forever. It's just like right. you just look up and it's like, where's Zoki go? I, I haven't seen him in 20 minutes. I'm already home.
1: <laughs> Zoki pulls a Houdini and just vanishes is what he does. <laughs> exactly. uh, all right. Uh, you'll hear Zoki tonight, Panther Talk, on Talk 103.7 WTIB at 7 o'clock. Jim, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. You it. Thanks, Seal. All right. There he goes. Friend of the show, Jim Zoki, every Monday here uh, on the Patrick Johnson Show during the NFL season. Look, I think Zoki, I mean, he's being honest, right? was upbeat because Zoki's an upbeat guy, but not a whole lot to be upbeat about right now in Carolina. Would you agree with that, Phillip, as as a huge Panthers fan?
3: Yeah, I agree. There's not much, and also I agree that he was honest, and I respect his honesty because, you know, not saying that he's ever done this, but there you always will get some guys that they are a little too overly optimistic because yeah, they cover yeah. a team, and it's like, come on, yeah. dude, just be honest, and, and Zoki is definitely an honest
1: guy. So, uh, you guys will have On the Prowl, our podcast for the Panthers on ninety four three. The Game. Is that happening today? Is that going to happen tonight? You guys doing an edition of that?
3: Uh, going to have to talk to Casey because Ben is out of town. So,
1: Okay. Not 100% well, sure on that one. All right. Well, so much for the – look, the team starts stinking. You guys start uh, going out of town. Uh <laughs>
3: Hey man, his brother is graduating uh his like basic that training. True. We gotta we gotta cut him slack on that. We can't give him
1: heck. That about is that true. One. Uh yeah, Ben is away. His brother's uh graduating basic training. That's that's really cool. And uh, you know, Ben and his brother have a great relationship, so he's going to uh see him. And uh that's a that's a really great thing. All right. Uh we're gonna do a pirate report coming up next. Uh, don't forget we got the Mike Houston show coming up at the top of the hour. Owen Daffer will also be appearing on that from Logan's Roadhouse. It's the final Mike Houston radio show of the year. So, uh, that'll be interesting to, uh, uh, hear what coach has to say about the bowl game and everything else going on. Uh, we're going to hear from, uh, coach Houston, John Gilbert and Joe Dooley coming up, uh, here after a big weekend for pirate athletics. So stay for that pirate report. It comes after this update from the one and only ref Philip Pilkington.
3: Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. As the college football regular season has come to an end, so has the tenure for some coaches. Most notably, David Cutcliffe at Duke and Rod Carey at Temple, but with fires comes hires. Rhett Ashley will be the new head coach at SMU and Billy Napier will be the new head coach at Florida. With Lincoln Riley on his way to USC, some top recruits have decommitted from the University of Oklahoma, including five-star quarterback Malachi Nelson. Also quarterback Spencer Rattler has entered the transfer portal. ECU is going to the Military Bowl and Coach Houston said that this will help some of his young guys as they will get extra practices.
4: Yeah, and thats uh, they don't realize that yet, you know, we've already talked about it as a staff. But uh, for some of those guys that you know, maybe registered this year or didn't play a ton this year that are developmental guys, um, you know, it gives us you know, a, almost a second spring practice with them to really develop them, and that'll be a big focus here, especially early on in the preparation.
3: The only other bowl game that has so far been announced is the Bahamas Bowl. That will be Toledo in Middle Tennessee State. The new college basketball poll is out. Duke has taken over the top spot from Gonzaga. They are followed by Purdue, Gonzaga, Baylor, and UCLA. MLB offseason moves continue as pitcher Kevin Guzman will go to the Blue Jays for on a five-year, one hundred and ten million dollar deal. Max Scherzer will be a map for the next three seasons, making one hundred and thirty million. And Wander Franco, the shortstop, will stay with the Tampa Bay Rays. They finalize an eleven-year deal worth one hundred and eighty-two million dollars. The Fenway Sports Group that owns the Boston Red Sox and part of Roush Fenway Racing has made a deal to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins onto the NBA Nuggets. Michael Porter Jr. will have back surgery and will be out indefinitely. And Nets' Joe Harris will have ankle surgery in this four to eight weeks. In the NFL, Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy is in COVID protocol and will miss Thursday's game against the New Orleans Saints. And after suffering an ankle injury in Sunday's loss to Miami, Christian McCaffrey will go on IR for the second time this season, making him unavailable to return for the remainder of the year. Tonight's game, the Seahawks are favored by one at Washington. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. After this, we will have the Pirate Report with the P-Man.
0: Throughout the day, you need to tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time.
8: If you want the best steak in eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301 A. Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal, the Seahorse Grill Master, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But- But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of daddy's steaks and mama's cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville.
7: Sweet strawberry icing. You were strolling along in goodwill. When just past that mid-century side table and denim jacket, you spotted them, nestled in their display case. Miniature donut earrings. Oh, yes! Yes! Your favorite half-breakfast pastry, half-all-day dessert food, made into your favorite form of ear candy. Oh, my. Those bejeweled sprinkles have satisfied some unknown hunger within you. Shhh, do you smell that. That's the sugary scent of shopping success. For this is Goodwill. And with every item you buy, you fund local job training and more. So go forth. Bring home those donut earrings. And bring home so much good to your community.
2: Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Got an old car? Call right now. That number again is 800-280-2144.
0: Every Monday during the ECU baseball season, tune in as Pirate Coach Cliff Godwin talks East Carolina baseball. Brought to you by Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center and the Gavigan Agency. With Patrick Johnson on your home for Pirate Baseball. I fly ball to left, to the track, to the wall he- 3, the now back to the Patrick Johnson Show.
1: All right, we're gonna get into the uh, Pirate Report here in just a second, so cue the open for that. Uh, a guy named Robert Hefner V. I'm assuming. Uh, I'm assuming he just doesn't go by Robert Hefner V. Uh, who uh, touts himself as a, uh, I guess, an energy and uh, politics aficionado. He owns Heffer, Hefner Energy but he considers himself a sooner's insider. So this guy is is tweeting this out and I mean he doesn't have any media credentials but hell at this point he's probably got more info than some of the some of the uh, people in media. Lincoln Riley USC contract details not confirmed best I could do. So this could all be bunk. 110 million. Ooh. <laughs>
3: They're going to be cutting some program for that.
1: Uh, Yeah. USC buying both his homes in Norman for half a million over asking a million dollar bonus. I I, I didn't realize he had two homes in Norman buying a $6 million home in LA for him, unlimited use of the private jet 24 seven for the family. What do you think of that?
3: Well, $6 million in L.A. probably doesn't get you too much, but the private jet thing's cool.
1: Pretty good. Yeah, $6 million probably, you know, kind of low-rent side of town, I would think, right?
3: Yeah, as long as Gavin
1: Newsom's there, it will be. How, I was going to say, figure out that $110 million, how much of that's going to the state of California. Oof.
3: I know, that's he'd it's, probably be getting paid more staying at Oklahoma, I mean, when it comes well, to what goes into his pocket.
1: Look, I think, and I'm not trying to be disparaging of, of Coach Riley on any level at all, he's been wildly successful. But I, I just I think he looked at it. Do you want any part of what he's going into in the SEC?
3: No, he did not.
1: Yeah, and I just I don't think he did, and I don't. There's nothing wrong with that.
3: Got to play there's Saban every wrong. year.
1: Well, I mean, it's just nothing wrong with that. I, he look, he's no dummy. All right, this is uh, today's Pirate Report. Let's go.
0: And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game.
1: Brought to you by Flatland's Jessup Insurance Group. When you're ready to talk about insurance protection, call Flatland's Jessup Insurance. Time financing. Need money fast? Time financing is your personal loan specialist. Time financing. Two dozen North Carolina locations. Acre Station local-grown pork, beef, fresh, and smoked sausage, Acre Station, Meat Farm, Highway 32 in Pinetown, and by Doug Henry Chevrolet Buick and GMC in Farmville and Doug Henry Fort Aiden. You paid more if you did get yours at Doug Henry. All right, um, let's start with Coach Houston. were These were his initial thoughts on the Pirates getting uh, the invitation to the Military Bowl, which they accepted and announced on Saturday.
4: Well, I just think, uh, you know, that was – you know, all through this whole deal, but especially this past off season, um, you know, that was you know our big goal was you know getting the program back into the postseason, getting them back into a bowl game, uh, and so to have that uh, become a reality today with accepting the bowl bid for the Military Bowl, uh, it's a great day, and the kids are excited. Um, we talked about just you know everything that we've done to get here. Um, I'm I'm proud of the season that they've put together. Um, in the military bowl is one of the you know one of the top bowls on the on the whole schedule and you know so we're excited for december 27th uh you know i'm i'll be excited just for the the trip up there to washington and uh and you know we're playing in a stadium that we've had a, a pretty good uh, pretty good luck this year so uh you know we'd, we'd take a 54 yarder walk off uh on december 27th also
1: and coach talked about the benefit of more practices for his program
4: yeah and that's uh they don't realize that yet you know we've already talked about it as a staff But uh, for some of those guys that, you know, maybe registered this year or didn't play a ton this year that are developmental guys, um, you know, it gives us, you know, almost a second spring practice with them to really develop them. And that'll be a big focus here, especially early on in the preparation.
1: And uh, he asked about playing a to-be-determined opponent out of the Atlantic Coast Conference.
4: Yeah, and I I don't think probably a regional school, so I think that probably somebody that our fan base has some familiarity with. Um, and I think that always creates excitement around the bowl game because really it's, you know, it's not just a, 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 something for the, the kids to celebrate. I mean, this is, this is for all Pirate Nation. You know, I, I hope, I hope we, we turn that stadium into a big purple and gold mosh pit on uh, the 27th. So, uh, you know, it's, I think the more excitement from the fan base is going to make that much more a special day. So.
1: And uh, Director of Athletics John Gilbert spoke. Of course, this was from Saturday. Our microphones were there. This is a... Uh... John Gilbert on how proud he is of this year's Pirate football team.
5: Really excited what our uh, student athletes and our coaching staff have accomplished uh, over this year. Uh, you know it's been well documented 2014 since the last bowl and you know I think back uh, to the beginning of the year when you start off 0-2 and you go into the fourth quarter of Marshall behind and what this team and coaching staff and support staff have overcome since that time to, to get bowl eligible. Uh, I just am really happy. You, you know, to, to see the, the student athletes today when Coach Houston and I told the team, uh, to see their look on their face, it, it just was so meaningful for me. You, you know, this is not where the, the ending point for this program, as Coach Houston has stated multiple times, but, but the beginning. And I'm just excited for, for all of Pirate Nation
1: and um let's see here uh this is john uh, uh playing close to home i'm sorry that's uh, got a little confused there uh john gilbert on uh playing a bowl game close to eastern north carolina
5: well i i go back to uh the navy game two weeks ago uh you know i, I talked to the military bowl and then other individuals uh at other bowls and and i think the biggest thing is the, the Military Bowl had the second selection in the AAC uh, bowl pick, and uh, they really wanted us. And I think certainly they wanted us because of the historical nature of our fan base, uh, the ability to drive there and travel, uh, the ability to play an ACC opponent. I think all the stars were aligning for, for that reason.
1: All right, so uh, the thoughts from Mike Houston and John Gilbert on the Pirates going bowling for the first time in seven seasons. All right, Uh, Joe Dooley uh, getting a game winner from Tristan Newton. Pirates were able to uh, win at the buzzer uh, against Coppin State, who probably played their best game of the season on uh, Saturday. This is uh, Coach Dooley after the game, says that the Pirates were lucky to pull that one out.
10: We're fortunate to win that game. Tristan obviously made a great play, and there were some spurts where I thought we played really well, but there was also some peaks and valleys that we need to, you know, the analogy we used with our guys was we either get an A or an F, there's no C. So we need to figure out when things aren't going well how to get a C and not an F. And um, I thought that, you know, we talked about it, the best defensive possession we had of the game was the last one where we kept the ball in front of us and finally rebounded the ball. And uh, th- those are definitely some things that we need to clean up before we get ready for Old Dominion.
1: And this is uh, Joe Dooley on uh, his team's rebounding. They were out-rebounded in the second half by Coppin.
10: His effort was terrific, and and that that's something. I mean, we, if I had a dollar for every time we've talked about rebounding and and those things, we, we've got to get – that's the biggest thing we need to get clean. Our first shot defense is good. It's our second shot, and the opportunities we give up offensive rebounds that we've got to get corrected quickly.
1: And he was talking about uh, the effort there of Brandon Johnson, who had 19 rebounds in the game. Just unbelievable stuff from the freshman – of course, Brandon Suggs led the way with a career high uh, twenty-five. Uh, Tristan Newton had the game winner, but R.J. Felton played very well, giving the Pirates double digits uh, off the uh, bench and uh, career high for him in his early ECU career. And uh, he played more in the second half and provided some energy, according to the coach.
10: Uh, J.J. couldn't go again in the second half, so we knew when we played small, we, we inserted inserted R.J. a little bit more and. Uh, we didn't have JJ, so that that's probably he picked up some of those minutes, probably also.
1: And then this is Dooley on uh, Newton being the focal point down the stretch.
10: I think he's, you know, he's feeling comfortable. He's, I think he's got a knack to score. But I think the other thing that was impressive, he just missed a free throw. I mean, you no, know, that didn't his confidence didn't waver. He got downhill. It was a really tough shot. I mean, but he got downhill, uh, had the confidence to shoot it. it was, like we said, just after he would come off missing a free throw, and which he's a terrific free throw shooter. And, uh, jumps up, makes a shot, and we were fortunate.
1: And this is uh, Coach Dooley on the late game situations for the Pirates.
10: In a bad way, we've we've had a ton of late game situations. I mean, you know, Oklahoma, we had a play a ton of late game situations. Obviously, even uh, Davidson, it's a two point game where you get into play, and those are things that you can't uh, you can simulate, but you can't simulate. You know, you could put score on the clock and say we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and then the ball gets going, and sometimes you can't control it. Um, but I, I do think that's one like you talked about. When, last time we called a timeout, they, re- they changed their defense. So I just we just figured we'd let, make a play and see if we can get downhill. And Tristan made a heck of a shot.
1: All right, it's today's Pirate Report. Uh, Ref, we're going to go to 56-50. little inside baseball pulling back the curtain for uh, all you uh, listeners in the audience here this afternoon. Uh, so... Rose football got a huge win. They beat Scotland County on Friday night. And that was an enormous victory. And uh, the Rampants will now play conference foe Jacksonville. The Cardinals and Bo Williams, Chip Williams' son, got my guy uh, Steve Brooks calling the plays for him, former coach at CBA Cock. He's done a great job this year uh rose beat this team though it was a weird kind of tuesday night game uh there have been some COVID issues in the program for jacksonville they moved the game to a tuesday and rose just dominated them at home so the game will be back at percy daniels stadium the minji's farley athletic complex 7:30 on friday night you'll hear the blow by blow here on 94.3 the game and uh Coverage of the Rampage is brought to you by the law firm of Hardy, Massey and Blodgett, Sam Pollard and Son Heating, Air Conditioning and Plumbing, Stadium Sports, Caraway Office Solutions, Bowman Pageant and Associates Dentists, and First Bank. So congratulations to Will Bland and the Rose Rampage—a very convincing victory over uh, Scotland County. I think Jacksonville won at uh, Eastern Alamance and won for the second straight week on the road in overtime at a tough place to win. So. Uh, Friday could be a heck of a game, and you'll hear it here at 7.30. A uh, couple of uh, things for tomorrow, and we thank Jim Zoki for being with us. Uh, programming note, uh, top of the hour Mike Houston radio shows coming up. Uh, you'll uh, hear the final Houston radio show of the year uh, here on ninety four three. The Game. we be live from Logan's Roadhouse. We also have at 7 o'clock over on Talk 103.7 WTIB Panther Talk, so more with Zoke and the gang on uh, the CMC situation out for the season. Also, uh, Cam Newton and Kenny bounced back from that abysmal performance yesterday. Had he not completed a pass, you were telling me he actually would have had a higher quarterback rating. Is that right?
3: Yeah, that is correct. His quarterback rating would have been like 38 or something like that had he gone over wow. 21. But with the picks wow. and the lack of yards with the completions, he was yeah. uh,
1: like like 5.8. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, tomorrow, 90-minute edition, Joe Dooley will join us on the show. TJ Long will break it down for us, the uh, ECU basketball alum, our analyst for basketball here on 94.3 The Game. And uh, it'll be a, a deal where I'll, I'll give you the start, then i got to head over to TV, but the ref will carry you through. Uh, for Philip Pilkington, I'm Patrick Johnson. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your Monday.